podcast. Remember, I'll keep it short and sweet, but you can hit repeat. And don't forget to floss. What's happening? We are back for another podcast. It is the day before Thanksgiving. And I just wanted to have a moment of silence for the millions and millions of turkeys that have been murdered over the last week, shipped off to stores, frozen, sitting in a cooler, waiting for you and your fat family to come to the store, buy them, stick them in your fridge and thaw them out, put it in your oven, stuff it, chop it up mercilessly, put it on a plate with some squash casserole and some green beans and some mashed potatoes and some gravy and ah, forget the moment of silence. Now I'm just hungry. Now I'm just starving. But Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. Uh, it is my favorite holiday. Uh, it's like Christmas with less of the consumerism and just companies just marketing to you to you know use this holiday just to get in your pocket a little bit more don't get me wrong it happens but it's nothing like christmas you know nobody uh nobody gets run over and killed by shopping carts or or other shoppers feet in a walmart storming storming the store at three o'clock in the morning trying to get the furby for thanksgiving no you know it's not it's not as bad as christmas is in that way um I love me some Christmas. Any excuse to not work. Any excuse to not have to go uh, shopping or whatever. Um, anymore, though, all these places are open now and you can't can't get away from the consumerism anywhere on any holiday. But anyway, uh, it's been a few days, uh, more than a few days since our last podcast. And I've, I haven't fallen off the face of the earth. I haven't lost interest. I haven't... Um, I haven't... Uh, you know, thrown up my hands and walked away. But, you know, I got to say, it's been a weird, weird week. A couple of weeks. It's been a weird couple of weeks. It's it's hard to really understand the dynamic. It's hard to understand what the thought is behind, you know, the protesters, behind the media behind even the Republicans in in the Senate and Congress um you know these, these governors and everything it's really it's really hard to read any of them I, I don't think I think they're difficult to read right now because they don't even know what they're gonna do themselves so us guessing what they're gonna do is kind of a moot point if they don't even know what they're gonna do or how they're gonna react I think everybody's just kind of watching and waiting but I have noticed that the media has started to move in now. Like they've started to um, mobilize and attack. Uh, this morning before I went to the office, I was watching uh, CNN. And I saw Chris Cuomo. And I can't remember the name, what the lady's name is that uh, the co-hosts with him. But Chris Cuomo, you can just see the uneasiness in his eyes. Like you can just see it. Like you can just see like just anger. Just anger and frustration and just and sheer panic. And he made a statement this morning that made me want to throw my remote control to TV. And what he said was, they had somebody on there interviewing. It wasn't even important. 
what he said was the most important thing. It was the biggest takeaway I had from watching their show uh, this morning. He said, this is an administration that is going to require constant scrutiny, fact-checking. We're going to have to really just you know pay attention to this. And I'm paraphrasing, but the, the words fact-checking and constant scrutiny were in his little spiel, okay? And my wife is in the living room and she just started chuckling. And I'm like, because it's so silly that a person in the media, a, 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 an apparent journalist, is going to make the statement that in his position, in his job, can you imagine that a journalist is going to make it his job to constantly scrutinize and fact check a politician? I mean, he made that as a st- he made that statement as if it was not his effing job anyway. That's your job, bro. Chris Cuomo, you get paid a buttload of money to go on CNN and have somebody put makeup on your face and comb your hair and probably trim it up every morning, okay? And you got these nice suits on and you sit there in front of the TV. And if just now it's occurred to you that you should be constantly scrutinizing and fact-checking a political administration or a politician... What the hell have you been doing for your entire career? Like, where where have you been, dude? I can tell you where he's been. He's been kissing Obama's ass for the last eight years. That's where he's been for the last eight years. Brown nosing. And that's essentially what the media has done. And I think that's the biggest problem that anybody on the right has with the media. They haven't been doing their job. They haven't been scrutinizing. They have not been pushing the envelope. They have not been in in search of the truth, okay? Now they're going to be portraying themselves as being in search of the truth, but a lot of it's going to be fabricated. A lot of it's just going to be just garbage. Um, right now, as we speak, it's, it's 5.30 right now as I'm recording this, and what they're talking about on CNN at this very moment is how Republicans are hypocrites because we were judging Hillary Clinton for her activities with the Clinton Foundation. And that statements were made by by representatives like Peter King that she should be avoiding the appearance of evil. You avoid even looking like anything is going on, anything, you know, nefarious is happening, okay? But... They're taking that comparison and they're putting it over on Trump. And they're saying that, well, you guys should be judging him the same way because he has all these businesses and all these interests everywhere. And now he's president. So he needs to avoid the, the appearance of, a, uh, of evil, an appearance of, the con- of a conflict. Okay. And they're, they're basically stretching. These people are panicking. They're grasping at straws. They are you know, foaming at the mouth. And, and just, they, they go home, they probably drink themselves to sleep, they wake up in the morning, 
They they mope all the way to work. They get on TV and then they fight like hell to try to find something to hold on to. When the fact of the matter is, is that either they know that they're liars or they're just extremely confused because they don't understand what's happening right now because they actually believe the garbage that they say. But here's the difference between the Trump companies and the Clinton Foundation. The Trump companies exist because of the Trump family. That's how that's why they exist. They exist because of the Trump family. They've had dealings, they've they've grown their business, they've gotten customers, they've gotten these companies and and put them together and made a profit. They made a profit from a private venture. That's what they did. Trump's dad did it, his brother and sister did some. He's done a lot. Now his kids are doing it. Pretty impressive. I'm not saying that I trust the guy. I'm not saying that I worship him. But, you know, that's where their business came from. Now, the Clinton Foundation, on the other hand, did not come from private ventures. The Clinton Foundation received donations on a pay-for-play platform that allowed her to basically sell out our, our, our State Department for donations to her quote-unquote charitable foundation. And that's the problem. The Clinton Foundation is a financial lifeline for the Clinton family. These people are millionaires hundreds of times over because of the Clinton Foundation. According to Hillary Clinton's claim, they were broke when they left the White House. So... Where did your hundreds of millions of dollars come from? Speeches? Really? Birthday presents from Qatar to Bill? Really? That's where that came from? That's the appearance of evil. Getting rich after you're a politician because of what you're doing as a politician is the appearance of evil. And that's why the Clinton Foundation appears evil it more than appear it, it pretty blatant it pretty blatantly appears evil now on the other hand they're they're taking trump's companies and saying that well well now that he's president he might be in there vying for his own interests he might be you know trying to make things happen for himself you know uh, he told the the guy in scotland not to put a wind farm up next to his next to his golf course you know, that's Trump. The nice thing about Trump is that the guy uh, has no filter, doesn't tend to have a filter anyway, and when he's in public, he's just going to say what's up. I mean, he, you're going to know what the guy's thinking. <laughs> you're going to know what's going on. He's not a sneaky bastard. He's not a Clinton. And, you know, there's a lot of things that worry me about the about a Trump presidency, but this isn't one of them. This really isn't one of them, but this is what this is what the Clinton News Network is going after. This is what they're pounding away at. So I had a conversation today, I had another conversation today with another person who I know and respect and care about, who told me they voted for Clinton in the last election. He did, and his wife did, 
And, you know, we were having a conversation about this and, you know, it was interesting to talk to him because he was saying that he voted for Clinton, but now in the last few weeks, um, he's glad she didn't win. And he, well, not glad she didn't win, but he's starting to see the positive side of a uh, Trump presidency, the, the potentials that, that are there. Um, I think smart thinking Democrats, smart thinking Hillary voters are starting to relax a little bit now that the, the campaign rhetoric has backed off and the, the more presidential stances on things have started to come into play, just like everybody who knows anything new is going to happen. Everybody's going, oh, he's breaking his promises and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, this is the way it works. Like the guy doesn't have access to any classified information. He doesn't have access to a, 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 a you know, a cabinet of governmental advisors. You know, it just doesn't work that way. So he's changing his tone a little bit on a few things, which every single president does. Obama did it. Bush did it. Everybody, Clinton did it. Bill, Slick Willie, good old BJ, Billy Jefferson, he did it. They all back off on their campaign rhetoric, including but not limited to promises made after they are elected. Because they start to learn things they didn't know before. You know, Trump talking about torture. And all of a sudden he has a general tell him, uh, no, give me, a, give me a carton of cigarettes and a you know, six-pack of beer and I'll, I'll get him to talk way before your waterboarding will. <laughs> He's like, no, Mr. Trump, torture doesn't work. So he actually is, gets to have a conversation with somebody who's uh, educated on this. And then now he knows. Now he knows better. So he learns things. So... Uh, a couple interesting things that have gone on in the last week. Um, ben Carson, I guess, is back up for uh, Board of Education. Um, I, I, I heard, you know, last week that he was not interested in taking a position, but CNN now is saying that he will. Um, Mike Bannon, you know, there's this interesting thing going on with the alt-right where certain people like these like these Nazis uh, there was a gathering of 200 Nazis and by the way people that use the term Nazi and say well you're just like the Nazis I think they forget that Nazi the word Nazi is a shortened version of the National Socialist Party socialist being on the left but there's apparently a group of people that uh, got together and were saying things like hail Trump and blah, 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 and doing the whole, you know, the one-handed Hitler salute schmear deal thing. Which isn't good. Doesn't look good. Nobody likes that. I think the only people that would tolerate those people uh, are the people in that room. And... Nobody can do anything about who they support. So this whole time they've been saying, oh, well, Trump needs to denounce that. Trump needs to denounce that. Trump needs to denounce that. And then he comes out like he has been very busy for the last two weeks. He comes out and he finally denounces it. And they're like, oh, he did, he denounced it. So Hitler Hitler doesn't like the Nazi skinhead uh, uh, Jew and black people haters. Uh, so Trump isn't, uh, isn't their grand poobah of the KKK. Um, but so what do we do now? 
Okay, well, let's start drawing a comparison between the Clinton Foundation and Trump's companies and how he's just going to try to use America to get rich. Like newsflash people, he's already rich. The guy's already loaded. I think in Trump's head, this is why I think he ran for president. I think that he knows the country is screwed up, and I think that he knows that the country is screwed. I think at this point in time, there's not much that he could do to make it much worse. I mean, short of, you know, getting into a nuclear fight with uh, North Korea or Russia, for God's sake, I, I think he doesn't really have a whole lot of concern about how much more he could degrade American society or how much more racial separation he could cause. Um, so there's like a little bit of security in that. I mean, there's a little bit of, you know, well, at least I'm not going to break it. It's already broken kind of a thing. And the other side of that is if he can fix it, if he can put it together and make things work, get the economy rolling again, um, you know, decrease which won't be hard, decrease the number of uh, violent acts against police, uh, violent acts, you know, this whole Black Lives Matter thing, just kind of try to tone all that stuff down just by uh, being a caring, uh, equally caring, sort of loving person. Uh, and even though Donald Trump is not one of those people who's known as being a real, you know, softy, you know, when he gave his uh, victory speech, he was very, he, he seemed very humble to me. And he expressed how, how important this office and how important this job is to him. And I think he really is sincere. I really do. And I'm not just one of those, you know, dumb saps that says, you know, oh, well, that guy says it, so he must mean it. I think a lot of people have ulterior motives. I think most people are full of it. Um, but... You know, this guy is not the kind of guy who doesn't just say whatever the hell he's thinking. So anyway, long story short, I've got a bug for this whole CNN, uh, MSNBC. It's like, you know, where have you guys been for the last eight years? You're just now going to start scrutinizing and fact-checking. You're just now going to start looking into what the president says. You're just now going to start looking into all these deep, dark connections that the president has with these, you know, weird, shady people. You know, where were you for the last eight years? Where were you for the year and a half or two years before Obama was elected? Where were you? Why weren't you talking about his relationships with Bill Ayers? You know, why Why are, aren't we talking about, uh, why weren't we eight years ago talking about Obama's school records? But, you know, we're freaking out about Trump's tax records, but we're not talking about Obama's school records. We know, we had a president for the last eight years. We really know nothing about the guy. We know nothing about him. We know everything about the Clintons. For the most part, we know what we need to know to not vote for, obviously. And we know what we need to know about Donald Trump to decide that he's not as bad as Hillary Clinton. It's amazing that anybody even watches. I mean, I watch it. I've got it on my TV right now. But I get, you know, I watch it just to understand, try to get my head around the way the people on the left think. 
And the other great part of this whole thing is this electoral college. This is still going on. I've already talked about it. It's still going on though. It's just still going on. People are still complaining about the electoral college. And I really, if anybody out there is listening to this podcast and they want to come on the podcast and discuss with me the argument behind getting rid of the electoral college, I welcome you with open arms. You can come into my home studio. We'll do a session. We can talk. We can debate it out, whatever. There is no reason that we would go from an electoral college system like what we have to a popular vote. It's just insane. But if you're interested, I am happy to talk to you. Anyway, that's it. We're going to make this one a shorty. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Make sure you eat too much. Make sure you drink too much. And make sure that you sleep in on Black Friday. Don't go out there and get ripped off to those silly electronics deals. Don't go buy B-stock refurbished garbage TVs because they're cheap and they're going to last you a year and then they're going to blow up and then you're going to be standing in line again next Black Friday. Just sleep in. Enjoy your life. Don't try to go get all consumer crazy. Anyway, that's it. We'll see you next time. 